It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week, at least once a week, at chicagoverseunited.com. You can also follow the show online at facebook.com slash dynastypodcast. This week, I'm talking with Pogo of Chicago's monthly indie dance party, Panic, in advance of the long-running event's four-year anniversary. Pogo, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me hang out. Absolutely. Uh, this Saturday, April 24th, the four-year anniversary of Panic, which is your monthly DJ party, right? Yeah. Fourth, fourth anniversary at Darkroom. Okay. Like the current incarnation of Panic, which is by far the longest version that's ever existed. You know, a couple of hot minute years uh, in, in D.C., a little bit of a residency uh, here in Chicago, uh, somewhere else, and then, you know, finally then... Uh, Darkroom's been like the uh, the perma home for four years now. So how did this party start out? Because it sounds like there's obviously a lot of history before it got to Chicago. I, wow, actually, when you do the math, it, it's coming up on like 10 years of wow. being in existence. I mean, uh, the name itself, I actually, I, I used to DJ some like couple of bars like in my college town, mm. at, uh, it, which is Morgantown. Uh, I, I went to uh, West Virginia University. And, and I called it Panic, but it's not like it meant anything. It was just like me spinning right. some tunes, you know. Um, but it was a name I liked anyway. Um, so, you know, the house I lived at in DC, uh, DC is all row houses. So it's kind of different than Chicago. So you have like a very narrow, uh, uh, but tall, like a house. And so me me and two buddies shared this big, awesome three story house. So we had this whole room that we didn't, that no one lived in. It was kind of like our party room. Right. My DJ Gary was set up there in record library. So it was like, whoa, we got to throw house parties now. So we did. And, uh, one night it was, I think the summer of 2000 house full of random crazy people going nuts. And the room was just full of people dancing their asses off, sweating their asses off. And I'm playing that night, basically what is a panic set. Sure. Which, uh, uh, which is basically a mix of alternative music, indie music, dancey uh, sort of Britpop stuff. Uh, you know, uh, we can we can get into more of that later. But yeah. anyway, so I'm doing that, and uh, and this girl that I knew, is a friend of mine, she's like, "Hey, you got me my friend of mine. Uh, his name is Ollie, and uh, and he's he's like, dude, I love what you're doing. You're playing exactly the kind of set that I've been looking for." Uh, he's like, I got, I got a line on a venue here. I want to start a night, a regular night, and I needed a, a DJ for it. Uh, let's talk. And that was it. He, uh, the place was called Metro Cafe, and uh, which is kind of across the street, down the block from the famous Black Cat in DC. Okay, yeah. And uh, and the guy, he had a, a trial night set up. It was a Friday night, and we tried it, and it was huge. And it, bam. Off, right off the bat, then it became a weekly Friday night. You see, in DC, you can do weekly things. It's a smaller community. There's sure. less going on. There's a lot going on, but not as much. No one goes anywhere every week in Chicago. You just can't. There's too right. much going on. So in in DC, it was we. It was every Friday night was like the place to be. It was just just out of control every Friday. And then I, then you know, uh, I moved here in '03, uh, and uh, started shopping around for a new home for it. Uh, actually made a little demo, kind of cut like a producer, sure. uh, you know, like some song clips and hooks, and I voiced over like a little script to describe what it is. And uh, one land on the desk of Joe Shanahan at Metro, 
Yeah, and not a place, not a bad place to uh, end up. <laughs> I know, right? Little did I know, actually, at the time, and because uh, I was uh, just just fresh faced, just show up in town, and uh, so he passed it out to the guy who booked Smart Bar at the time, Brad Owen, sure, who liked it, and and Brad and I are great friends now. It was, it was kind of funny. He was like, "Ooh, ooh, this is my kind of thing," you know, and uh, and so we started talking and. Panic unceremoniously got a Sunday night start in Chicago, and you know, I mean, for the kind of music that I do and everything, it's, uh, you know, it's it's, you know, it's 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 not the sort of scene where it's like for complete, you know, uh, uh, derelicts, you know, like right, most right. people have office jobs the next day. So when you open at 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Uh, it was hard, really hard to pull anyone. Um, but they liked it enough. Uh, it got a few hardcore followers that we got to graduate to Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. But That's I learned, smart bar. Well, yeah, at Smart Bar. But I, again, I was, I was again, I what what worked in DC. I was quickly learning did not work in Chicago. Meaning you can't do it every week, right? Uh, and it was really hard to pull people. I guess panic, you could say. <laughs> Delicately appeals to west of Ashlanders in Chicago. Yeah, you know, the they're not going to really Yeah, Logan. Yep. Yeah, and that's where they kind of gravitate to, and they just wouldn't go out to Smart Bar on a Wednesday night. So, uh, but but again, it built 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 you know a bit of a momentum, and uh, so uh, all of a sudden, then uh, Darkroom had an opening, and uh, April of uh, that oh seven, eight nine no six. Yeah, oh six. I'm trying to do the math. was the uh, was the uh, first one then uh, at Darkroom, and God bless them. They keep having us back every month. Well, you know, for people who are, let's say it's their first panic that they're going to be hitting this weekend, this Saturday at Darkroom. What can people expect from the party, and what can people expect with it being the four year anniversary? Um, all right. So, so music wise, I guess we can talk about that first. Uh, it, it, it's just it, it it's born on. Anyone who grew up listening to "quote unquote" alternative music, modern rock music, you know, right? Uh, which means panic is for people who, at one time, grew up uh, wearing a Susan the Banshees T-shirt or had a Clash poster on their wall or um, or, or the Cure, you know, yeah. And so, so it's people that were raised on 120 minutes, mm-hmm. um, and and or, or their college radio stations. And grew up with that sort of alternative music core, um, and uh, but also appreciate the things that kind of preceded that, like your David Bowie's and your Joy Divisions and your uh, even like glammy T Rex kind of stuff, you sure, know, sure. Um, Iggy. And then those people, more or less, as they've grown and music has come out and changed over the last you know ten, fifteen, twenty years, they've gravitated towards the indie rock sort of stuff, you know, and. Uh, and, and it's so dancey now, these days, the indie rock stuff. Yeah. You know, and, the last few years have just seen such a rise of very danceable indie music. And, and it makes it easy, too, because, mm-hmm. yeah, people, you throw in hot chip and they dance and it's fun. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's easy to dance to or the Ting Tings or something like that. You know, uh, MGMT, hello. I mean, that was Absolutely. just gold. Uh, if you pit. ever needed, like, yeah, Passion Pit's another one. If you ever like, oh, I need to get these people get their 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 behinds moving a little bit. Bam. Throw on kids. Yeah, exactly. Dude, yeah. I went to Lollapalooza last year and I hit um, probably about ten different parties from start to finish. Like a couple each night, one or two before the event started, one or two after, and then that's not counting the you know Perry stage where all the electronic acts were. Mm-hmm. 
every literally every <laughs> how every, many versions every of it did you single, hear that? <laughs> every single dance party every single dj set every single one had kids by mgmt and it's not a bad track but it's like it, you you couldn't dj without it last year at Lollapalooza. Yeah. at that time or anywhere yeah that song had to be in your set otherwise people were not gonna respond to it so yeah yeah, you know, so 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 you know, people like that were into that sort of stuff back in the eighties and nineties. You know, kind of have just as they get older and get into music, the, the, you know, it's just kind of it's kind of I see it as a natural line. Might be a mm-hmm. wavy line, but it's still all it's connected. Uh, you know, and through the nineties, it was, you know, and we actually have a bit of a uh, kind of a stigma, sort of. Uh, as is just a Britpop night, and and hey, dude, I was maybe one of the biggest Britpop fans going in the '90s, but you know, I consider that as just one of the genres that I play. You know, that Panic is uh, my, Arturo uh, mm-hmm. is is my partner. Um, met him because he would come to the uh, Smart Bar uh, nights, and uh, we got along well, and uh, uh, that led to uh, hey, want to help me, you know, DJ or something like that, you know, and he would come in, play tunes, and he's a visual artist, an excellent visual Absolutely. specialist, and uh, and uh, I mean, uh, anyway, goes to dark wave disco in this town, knows his work because yeah. he projects all the cool looking stuff, all the, the stuff s- at Sonatech that people saw there on the wall, Absolutely. car crashes and robots walking or mm-hmm. whatever it was, yeah. Uh, um, you see the Van Ariel play live. That's him doing that. Yeah, so anyway, that's true. so he became my partner, and uh, that's why Panic has always been, even DC, kind of a mix of visual and, you know, uh, sonic uh, stuff. So yeah, so it's basically, you know, that in a general sense, it's that it's indie alternative Britpop, new wave, tons of no, tons of new wave. You'll you'll sure. get your share of Pet Shop Boys and Depeche Mode stuff. Um, so those are the genres. You know, you're indie, you're alternative, you're. Even like uh, old, your your eighties like gothy you know uh, Sister to Mercy Susie kind of stuff uh, back to the you know early like the jam and you know post punk kind of stuff so it's 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 all over the amalgamation board. of all that yeah it's like so. an it it really is a college radio station dance party pretty much if if, if you rape their their whole library you know right. and, and, and threw it bust all into the their, their 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 back library and stuff too. Uh, there's a lot of DJ parties in the city, and there's more every single week. So what kind of sets Panic apart? I mean, a lot of what you've already said kind of answers that. But in your mind, when you maybe look at what's happening at other you know, nightclubs or you know, even nationally, like what kind of makes Panic stand apart? Because I think of Panic as a party that isn't like every single other party. It's not, you know, there's certain events that literally they could happen at any bar in the city with any DJs at any time, and it'd be the same thing. It's just the same idea that's out there so i guess uh well hey thanks for that first of all yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I, I guess because maybe even just as we just talked about even just the foundation of it all is is just to be something kind of different you know like um i i i i think there's artists that are played that you really just don't hear anywhere else you know like um uh, you know, like 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 I I, I might be mix in a, a song by Matthew Sweet, you know, like Girlfriend right. or something like that. And I was like, oh hey, cool, you know. And here's one part of it: S- singing along. You know, I, I I really minimize. You know, I throw in just for a different flavor and to make it different. You know, I'll throw in remixes of things like that here and there. But for the most part, it's regular album tracks that people know and love because people just sit there love. They love to belt out the words of these songs and whatnot to their favorite yeah. pulp song or something like that. And uh, I'm like, my God, common people. I, I hate to do it, but 
it's just an instant. Every time that plays a panic, people freak out. It's 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 yeah. It's it's forget it. It's over with now. So because uh, they love screaming out the words of that song, and I'll, you know, so so it's it's song driven, not just mixy mixy. You know, uh, you know, I I I go out of my way. I've uh, for years to, to improve myself technically, and you know. In the presentation of the songs, like I figure, well, anyone can sit and listen to these songs at home. But if right. I present it to them in a, in, a, in a fun, unique way, that's my job. So, but it's not. So it's just like, hey, look at me and my DJ mixy skills. It's so it's very much more strong driven. Um, but I think it's just the overall vibe too. In DC, it kind of started at a time when the dawning of non housey techno-y Hip hoppy nights were just starting in DC. This is 2001, right? And uh, there was one guy who was doing a monthly Britpop, just all Britpop music uh, night. One guy started doing uh, just a an indie. Believe it or not, there was a, a, an audience for just an indie pop night. And now he's one of the biggest things going. His name is Will Eastman. It's called Bliss in DC, and I'm sure you've caught wind of it. You know, if you just are, you just he's he's huge now. Um, so. It was start, uh, starting to be a time when people were like, hey, there's other things to go dance to. There's other things that people can DJ. And so we hit that right in time. And I kind of feel, not that I know what was going on here because I was living here in 2001, but I kind of feel that it didn't really happen here until about 03 when I got here. Yeah. All of a sudden, rock nights started popping up everywhere, it seemed, you know? So so first people of all, there was a lot of house parties. Yeah. Not, not like people people's houses but like house music yeah exactly which has always had such a stronghold here i mean boom boom room and there's there's great house parties but uh you know and it's funny we had um i was talking to dark wave disco like a week ago and they were talking about how kind of the um catalyst for launching dark wave was that there were no electro parties they were so sick of hearing all house music mm-hmm. at the time and now there's so many electro parties mark Ritz is like you know, when we go to a party and hear like Derek Carter spinning house, we're like so relieved. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that's something at different. this point. It's totally yeah. That's a breath of fresh air. You know, so so basically, there, there's there's so it's the music itself, and I think where it fits in, and and how like I, like some of those bands we mentioned, yeah, like those hot indie acts, yeah, Jim, yeah, everyone's playing that. But then all of a sudden, hell, someone came up, came directly right up to the DJ booth last month. And couldn't believe that I was playing a They Might Be Giants song. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's something that... I grew up loving those guys, singing along every song. And they kind of fit. Everyone that loved alternative music pretty much loved They Might Be Giants. So to me, that fits. That's a, you know, even yeah. though our core artists, I I, I'll, I mean, whenever somebody asks me, oh, my God, what is it? I've never heard of it. I'll, I'll, I, I'm quick to say, like, yeah, well, our core artists are New Order slash Joy Division, The Cure, The Smiths, Depeche Mode. Uh, you know, that that's Echo and the Bunnymen. That's kind of what... You know, you can name it in five. You know, artists to five, kind of give yeah. you. Oh, I, I, I see where you're coming from now. Um, that's our core artists, and you'll definitely hear at least one of those songs by those artists every time. But, uh, but uh, so I really try to make it so that you'll you'll hear artists that you just aren't going to hear anywhere else. Um, you know, like I'm sure you can go to a lot of different places, a lot of different bars, and a lot of different nights, and not hear Robin Hitchcock. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah, at cool bars, you know, like like at a Delilah's or at a Burlington or something like that, or Continental, people are like playing different stuff. But in terms of a dance party, no way. But you know, I, I make it work, and I and I think also just the people. Um, yeah, it's a very there's a lot of loyalty in the crowd. You know, when you go to 
Uh, again, something I talked about with Dark Wave too. You know, Dark Wave, uh, the old Flostradamus parties when they would do them at Town Hall Pub and Panic. Those are events that when you would go to them, you know, and still with with Dark Wave and and Panic, you have a loyal crowd there. You have a fan base. It's not just a passive audience passing through to grab a drink. You know, there are people who come out for Panic's music to hear, you know, what you guys are playing because they know those core artists and they know that that's where they're going to be able to hear that kind of that mash of, you know, college radio, you know, dance party. Yeah, meets indie yeah. blog, yeah, or something like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think, because uh, uh, they, yeah, they, they know that core. They're like, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to get some stuff that I know and love, and I, I, they know partially what to expect, but then I hope that they know that each time there's going to be a couple of curveballs where they're like, wow, you know, yeah. and, 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 and that's my reward is when, Pretty much every night, at least one person comes out and says, I can't believe it. I haven't heard that song in forever. I forgot all about that band. Um, you know, and, and I think just the, the, the makeup of our people, uh, and, and by the way, speaking of those regulars you mentioned, God bless them because there are a lot of people that literally do come every month, you know, yeah. if it's humanly possible for them to get there. Um, but uh, I'd always, I always felt that the panic crowd was just like... Um, Sort of their own little thing, not as a, like a clicky kind of like you know really cool you know club kind of way, but uh, in in like a you know we're just not part of a scene. We don't really fit in anywhere else. Kind of kind of a feel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, kind of like when you're walking down the hall in high school, and like the guy that the, in the football uniform was like. The hell kind of shirt is that when I'm wearing like a, I don't know a Sex Pistols T-shirt or something like that? You know, it's like or 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 who knows what? Um, you know, it, it's kind of like a bit of that outsider's kind of feeling. Um, without being out, because everyone's friendly. Every I, that's another thing. It's they, a very inviting. They're not crowd. like scenesters. They're not like you know, ew, what's he wearing? You know, what's she yeah. wearing? They're just like, hey, you know, saying, and everyone seems really friendly, and I love that. So this is the four year anniversary party. Where do you see Panic? Going from here, where do you what do you see happening by the time you've hit the the five year anniversary party at Dark Room, or or what do you want to do next with with the party and kind of you know the title? The next thing that I hope to make immediate is is beyond the actual party itself. Uh, I, I really want to make Panic, um, not just a place to go and drink a lot and dance a lot, uh, which is that's great, but um, I, I really want. I think we really kind of bring in this community of music lovers. Well, now we need to expand that. Give them a place. Give them an online place, like a website, where they can kind of frequently go to 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 hear some some new tracks, some MP3s, uh, 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 some artist interviews. Since you know, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel lucky that I have that advantage of working in this business. That you know, maybe if someone like is an, uh, has like just some, like, I don't know, like is, is, is a lawyer by their day job and, and right. DJs at night, I mean, that's great. But I, maybe I have the advantage where I have some of this access where I can get these artist interviews that I do anyway. So like, maybe I can now make it a more of a one-stop shop where it's like, Oh, where people can like have forums and discuss new records and, and review new records and, and review shows and, Get put, put up photos from shows and and put up some music news and some you know yeah okay now are there eight gazillion other blogs sites and things like that doing that of course but at least it's it can just it'd like, be for the panic crowd yeah keep it in that you know panic community and like, give them something else to think about to listen to to sink their teeth into as opposed to just showing up every once a month and uh, that's what I hope to kind of you know brand it as kind of just we're we're actually 
thrilled because we're branching out into the live music realm and in that we are, uh, we are presenting uh, Chapter House, old school Brit shoegaze band right. that's yeah. reuniting out of nowhere, playing Lincoln Hall May fifth, and I, I'm I'm so I was like leaping up and down when I first looked at the Lincoln Hall website, and there it said Panic Chicago presents. presents I'm like, Boo! Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Just increasing the footprint um, to just uh, make us more of like uh, involved in the music and what people are, their tastes are, what they're listening to, what they're talking about, what they're doing. Um, as opposed to just being the party. Awesome, man. Well, the four-year anniversary of Panic is this Saturday, April 24th, happening at Dark Room. Yep. Um, there's an event page for it on Facebook, right? Yep, absolutely. Just type in Panic. And uh, you can just look up Panic uh, uh, Chicago whatever and, and, you know, join the group and stuff like that. Awesome, and, uh, yeah, no guest DJs this time, which we like to do, of course, but uh, it's just me and Arturo this time, straight up, kind of classic version of it this time. Uh, we'll give away tickets, the Chapter House tickets, and since we are presenting that. Right. And Jonesy, my boy from Iceland. From Sigaros. Uh, yes. Who performed at Coachella this past weekend. That's right. That's yeah. right. I re- read reviews yet. See, if if I had this up and going, I would have had the review up there. So Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, Sigaros is absolutely mind-bendingly good, and uh, and his solo record is just the same thing. So, uh, so we're thrilled to be able to... Uh, uh, giveaway tickets to that show. Uh, so thanks to Jam Productions for that one. Lincoln Hall was great for helping us, letting us tack our name onto the uh, Chapter House show and giving us those tickets, and that's cool. And then uh, we always have music swag. We get to go Filter Magazine. They're awesome. Right. Uh, they always give us piles of swag to give away, so you can always, if you come early, you can always score free CDs and things like that. Sometimes it's limited edition as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, other, other surprises are kind of up our sleeves, including... We're 90% sure that a certain performer is going to play a show in town that night and then bring uh, the after party to Panic. Um, nice. Or make Panic the after party. Well, then we'll have to it's a she. show up and find out who that mystery artist is. Yeah. Awesome, that, that, I mean, to be quite honest, she doesn't really, really, really fall into our realm, but it would be cool to have her hanging out. So, <laughs> Cool. Well, Pogo, we will see you this Saturday at... Um, Panic. Thanks, man. Yeah. For your anniversary. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Hopefully, there'll be another four coming up. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Pogo from Dark Room's monthly indie dance party, Panic, for being on the show this week. You can check out all the episodes of this podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including past interviews with Darkwave Disco, Midnight Conspiracy, The Hood Internet, and many, many more. And be sure to check out the Chicago vs. United sister podcast, The Ministry of the Dynasty, your pop love prophecy, at the Ministry of the Dynasty or become a fan of both Dynasty Podcasts at Facebook.com slash Dynasty Podcasts. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Jaime Black, Dynasty Descend.